And may God add understanding to the reading of his word. I uh, want to invite you to make this image behind us here your focus for reflecting this on Christmas tonight. It's a wonderful, evocative, and emotional image, isn't it? It's quite profound. And it's a focus for me because Chris and I have four children, and with COVID and lockdowns in Auckland, we have not seen much of three of them this year. It's been hard. And I know for many of you, COVID means being apart as a family this Christmas. But I'm looking forward to seeing, hugging, talking with, and enjoying my kids over Christmas. In fact, just before the service tonight, we sat down around the dinner table and we had this wide-ranging uh, um, conversation that just seemed to go everywhere and just was really wonderful. It's a personal focus for me because some of my most vivid memories I have of my children's birth is that moment I first held them, full of fear and wonder. And I put my finger down to touch their little hands and their fingers closed around mine. Now I know now that that was simply a grasp reflex that a child has when it's first born. But you know, it sure felt like recognition and connection. And boy, did I love those little kids. It was the start of what's been a great adventure and joy in knowing my kids and having our relationship grow and change as they've grown and changed, uh, having it mature as they and hopefully I have grown and matured. So the image behind me is infused with all that personal stuff. And I know that you probably have your own memories and your own moments when you see that picture. And I know for some people even they are sorrowful moments and painful ones. But I've also used it this year to get my head around the fact that at Christmas we both celebrate the birth of a, simply a human baby, an everyday occurrence, and the amazing and mind-blowing truth that in Jesus, as John puts it so poetically in the prelude to his gospel, the eternal word of God, the light of the world, that was there before the beginning, was with God and was God. The one who created it all became one of us. When I was young, we used to borrow a friend's batch up north. I lived in Auckland, so we thought Snell's Beach was up north for Christmas holidays. And I remember driving through Oriwa. That, that shows how old I am. There was no bypass. On the way up north, and we would pass the camping grounds there, and we would see the tents all pushed up against each other like they could just pack no more people into the camping ground. And John uses that kind of Kiwi holiday image to express God becoming one of us. He says the word became flesh and pitched his tent at our place. And of course for John it wasn't camping at Oriwa, it wasn't the idyllic um, Kiwi summer that he had in mind, 
rather the tabernacle that accompanied Israel through their wilderness wanderings and was for them the place where God dwelt in their midst. And when they became a nation, it was the temple in Jerusalem. But in Jesus, born in Bethlehem, God in our midst, Emmanuel got even closer, grasped a hand. God stepped into our world. And God stepped into a world that was in the grips of political unrest. And Jesus, he stepped right into the midst of life's nitty-gritty. Luke starts his Christmas narrative with uh, Caesar Augustus as the Roman emperor. And the family is forced to go to Bethlehem to register so that taxes can be levied and collected. He steps into a housing crisis. There's no room at the inn except a stable. God's coming into the world is like a family living in the garage in South Auckland or on the street in some mega, mega, mega city in the third world. But there was also political turmoil. In Matthew's Gospel, Christmas is told in the face of Herod as the ruler of Judea, a usurper, a paranoid dictator who does not want a possible rival to his power, so he sends death squads to kill all male children under two in Bethlehem. You know, the Christmas story finishes like any conflict situation even today with mothers crying for their slaughtered children and families fleeing for safety as refugees to other lands. God steps into our world and finds himself in the grip of its pain and sorrow, its darkness and its hardship, but also of its great joy and wonderful people. And like with my kids, Jesus, born in Bethlehem, grew up as well. And John tells us that in Jesus we beheld God's truth and grace. People were gripped by his teaching about God's love and a new way of living because of it, caring for the poor, the lost and the least. The kingdom of God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And they were gripped by him as he reached out and welcomed back those who thought that they were outside and cut off. How he reached into sickness and brought healing, reached into blindness and brought sight, reached into death and brought life. And when he was rejected by the powers to be, his hands were gripped and nailed to a cross, a Roman torture and execution device. And he died. The gospel tells us that three days later, he rose from the dead and his disciples gripped him again and they saw the nail prints in his hands and the wound in his sight and they knew that it was true, that here was Jesus raised to life again. And since that time, the world has found itself having to come to grips with this Jesus born in Bethlehem. This Jesus, with his offer of forgiveness and new life, lived in relationship with God through him. This Jesus who calls us to live out his teaching by loving one another. And they've come, had to come to terms with Emmanuel, 
God with us. Well, returning to the image uh, um, that I wanted to be the centre of our reflections tonight, I find that it not only shows the reality of God becoming a human being, but also I find in my life that I am gripped by Jesus Christ, just as my children gripped my hand. I am gripped by Jesus Christ. I find him gripping and compelling. I am gripped uh, by God's great love for us, God's welcoming embrace, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. I am gripped by Christ's rich mercy when I see my own spiritual poverty and I see my own darkness. I am gripped by Jesus' death on the cross and the fact that through that, all I have done wrong is forgiven. The slate is wiped clean. I am gripped by the offer of new life in Christ, a life of hope, peace, joy, and love. You know, those are the themes that go with the... uh, candles that we light on the advent wreath as we count down to Christmas. I am gripped by his teaching and its call for us to follow him and live a life full of sacrificial service and love for others, to forgive as we have been forgiven, to show compassion and grace as God's grace has been shown to us in Christ. I am gripped by the reality of Emmanuel, God with us, God's abiding presence through the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide. I am gripped by the possibility of this light of the world in the face of the same darkness in the world today as the one that Jesus was born into. And I am gripped by the vision of God's kingdom and justice breaking into the powers of this world. Not with overwhelming force or shock and awe, but in kindness and compassion, humility and seeking justice, treating all with dignity because they are loved by God, by telling the wonderful story of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. I am gripped by Jesus. And this Christmas, hopefully this simple image of a baby's grip reflex helps us, helps you to come to grips with Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. That God has drawn near and become one of us. That God's truth and grace has been revealed to us, shown in Jesus, his teaching, his life, his death and his resurrection that you might know the presence in your life of Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus Christ born at Bethlehem. And you know, maybe we need to flip that image around. We need to flip that image around and see our hands, our hands, not as the big hand, but as the small hand. Our hands, our lives, gripped, gripping those of Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.